0: Hey, peeps i'm on a rant this week it's about boilerplate medicine what is that that's like you and your brother and me and our great uncle all get the same recommendations for prescription medicines and procedures it's not right we're not all the same oh and then there's the idea that we're actually getting prescribed medications that aren't necessarily safe for us oh my gosh anyway have a listen So what's a wellness shorty? It's a weekly snippet of sciencey stuff that will improve your odds of aging in good health. I'm Gregory Ancox, Cox, your host and owner of Rebellious Wellness Over 50. I'm a health and better aging coach for women over 50 who want to live fully until they die, not just run out the clock. Look, midlife and beyond is the Olympics of change. I'm here to prepare you because aging happens, but it doesn't have to ruin your life. everybody today we have a little bit of a different kind of uh shorty it's a rant i like to rant i'm ranting today about the western medical model of prescription pad medicine and the well-meaning docs parroting what they were taught in medical school at all costs and cost us it will if we can't take a rebellious stand for how we want to stay healthy Or how we want to do a course reversal if we get numbers that are telling us the body is out of balance, or we have symptoms indicating that something's wrong. I'm not here to doc bash. There are plenty of great doctors, and all of them are kept to tight schedules. They're incentivized to prescribe tests and procedures with quotas to reach. And they're doing what they've signed on to do, right? What I am here to bash is the one-size-fits-all mentality of literally treating us all the same, men and women, women of all sizes and ages. For instance, let's just say the guy sitting across from a fictional doc will likely get the same recommendations as the woman who comes in next because they're the same age, they both have a few pounds to lose, and the recent blood test lights up the prescription pad in the same way. Men and women are not the same and shouldn't be treated as such, never mind what I said before. Different ages, different sizes, different races, even different... All sorts of things are different. Stop treating us the same. Then there's the boilerplate recommendation that my friend got from a doctor who has known her for years, so she knows her, she knows her lifestyle, her overall health profile, and she is healthy. She's a super clean eater, mostly vegetarian, but also eats fish. She loves exercise. She doesn't drink and she uses only organic skin care and household items. She believes that cholesterol designated by the American Heart Association to be high is dangerous, despite what I've shown her in the literature. That's cool. I respect people's ability to think for themselves and make decisions accordingly. But after her latest blood tests, including a lipid panel, that's the thing that gives you your cholesterol reading, her LDL was higher than the testing company and the American Heart Association decided is okay. Like by two points, people, it was not sky high. She called her doctor's office and asked a nurse to ask the doctor what she could do to bring it down. Her doc replied by sending an email that infuriated her because it was obviously what they sent to everybody with, I'm using air quotes, high LDL. My friend sent it to me and here's what it said. Literally, stop eating meat. Cut back on saturated fat, get more exercise, and you might want to consider taking a statin. First of all, if you're following along, she does not eat meat. Second, saturated fat is not the enemy, but let's just say that some of it is, some of it also isn't. There is saturated fat found in avocados, in coconut, in eggs. My point here is that many docs give generic recommendations when we are not, again, a one-size-fits-all group. And what the heck was that stop eating meat? The woman doesn't even eat meat, all right? She had no reason to call the doc on this situation since it was just an email. And she's smart enough to ignore the advice, which she couldn't really follow because she doesn't do those things she was being asked to stop or do more of anyway. But had she been in the office, she would have. I know this woman. She's a tough girl. She's strong she would have done the rebellious thing and pushed back on those recommendations. Here's another instance of head exploding, head exploding, irrational conversation with a cardiologist that we had recently. We is me and a male family member who had a heart scan to monitor an aortic aneurysm. We were there for the follow-up from that and the blood work and I go because I, you know how it is, you need somebody to listen for you because you can't always pay attention when the doctor starts talking said person is on blood pressure medication but has made changes to their diet which resulted in weight loss and better lipid panel better cholesterol numbers all numbers were better the doc acknowledged that things are looking good we're moving in the right direction until we got to the part of the scan that reported calcification the doctor says this combined with your high ldl tells me that we should put you on a statin this is the second time he suggested a statin. In about six months, the patient declined then. And as you'll see what happens, he's going to decline again. So the patient's LDL is full of light, fluffy particles with only a few dense particles. Now, if you don't get a vertical, a FAP test or a full comprehensive lipid panel that tells you about your um, particles, fluffy, dense You won't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, it makes a difference, right? Light and fluffy is a good thing, dense and small is not such a good thing. This person's LDL is comprised of good stuff as well as a few bad things. It also falls, this person's cholesterol, falls within the range of acceptable before the American Heart Association lowered the threshold of healthy and not healthy. This was a number of years ago and it put like another million people on statin drugs overnight. Now, you just think about that for a second. They always say, follow the money. So, the doctor went through the numbers of how many people have a heart incident after how many years without taking a statin. And what he didn't say was how likely this patient had of having an incident since he was younger than most of the studies the doctor was quoting. This doc, knowing that I'm not a fan of multiple medications with li- when livestock can do the job, asked if I had any questions. Well, I wanted to know what the scan showed. Like on a scale of 1 to 100, how much is the percentage of calcification in this person's profile? The answer was, his answer was, there isn't a scale. There isn't a scale? No, he said it's like looking at the roadway from a helicopter and noticing a pothole or two. You just know that the road needs some repair. Okay, so you can't tell us how much calcification there is? No, it's important to note that there is some. Okay. The patient then says, well, what are the side effects of statins? There was a bit of tap dancing around the different formulas, and some are worse than others, but almost all can result in, wait for it, muscle weakness and muscle pain. In my best, most polite Catholic school voice, I asked, isn't the heart a muscle? I got no answer. To dissipate the uncomfortable silence, I then asked if, rather than looking solely at the LDL numbers, did he ever consider using the HDL to triglyceride ratio? And I'll tell you about the importance of that in a minute. Again, that question was stepped over. The doc went back to the side effects and said, the benefits outweigh the potential side effects because you have to be on them for decades before those things to become evident. Decades, the patient asked. Oh yes, said the doctor. This is a lifelong commitment with statins, and the only reason most of my patients stop taking them is that they are already taking like 12 or 14 medications by the time they're 70, and they just want to stop one. Okay, now I'm sad. I'm sad and I'm angry with the idea that any man or woman in their 70s would have that many medications and have it presented with such nonchalance. As if it was okay. It's not okay. I interviewed a functional medicine doc the other day. His name is Dr. Doug Lucas. He's the kind of doc we need more of, I'm telling you. We got talking about prescription pad medicine and the side effects. And he said there isn't a drug that is free of side effects. It's just the way it is. Okay, back to the cardiologist. And I, might, I might add, I am not against any prescription medication. I'm against the over-prescribing of prescription medication. Back to the cardiologist. He's a caring guy. It's evident. And he's been willing to let the patient work on his lifestyle choices, which, as I said, the person has taken to heart and did a 180 for the better. Why then push this medication when the person is headed in the direction of better health? Because he's following, following the protocol he was taught. Because docs that work within hospital groups, as I said earlier, are given quotas and encouraged strongly to fill them. Their are quotas for prescriptions, quotas for procedures. I can't fault him, but we can and will go elsewhere. We'll find a functional medicine doctor who will be willing to work with us all across the board on this lifestyle change and see what we can do. Peeps, you have to educate yourself. You have to be willing to ask questions, hard as it might be to question your doctor. You may even want a second opinion. Not Dr. Google, but it's a start if you know whose research you can trust, and I aim to give you as many trustworthy sources as possible. Just don't be bullied by science babble and scary numbers and risk factor mumbo jumbo. They're often blown out of proportion, and many times, the science that docs refer to, were done on men. The research was done on men. We are not men, women, right? And especially for women, statins are not an option I'd recommend. I did a two-part series on women and statins. You can find them on the show notes for this podcast episode, which is on my website, or on my blog. Just type in statins in the search bar. Rebellious wellness means it's an act of rebellion to say no to prescription pad medicine. Unless you need them, Also, to say no to procedures that cost you time and money that may not be necessary. Okay, I said I would tell you about the HDL triglyceride ratio, and it's important. So, HDL is the happy cholesterol, right? High density protein. The published evidence is clear in documenting that total cholesterol level itself is not the most important risk factor for cardiovascular disease although all these cardiologists keep insisting that it is. So this is, I'm quoting from a Harvard publication. This is a study done in 2019, and they say, high triglycerides alone increase the risk of heart attack nearly threefold. And people with the highest ratios of triglycerides to HDL, the good cholesterol, had 16 times the risk of heart attack as those with the lowest ratios of triglycerides to HDL. Now, the citation station the citation stated, that's a tongue twister, that the ratio of triglycerides to HDL was the strongest predictor of a heart attack, even more accurate than the ratio we're often told to do, which is LDL to HDL. So how do you get that ratio? You just divide your triglyceride number by your HDL, Good cholesterol number. Anything considered, anything two or less is considered ideal, four or less is high, and six is too high. A note about triglycerides. You know, that's the number that nobody ever talks about. And people always say it is a fat, right? But it is not fat caused by fat. Elevated triglycerides can be a strong indicator of fat metabolism, biliary function, and the function of the liver, it's generally a sugar handling issue, and it, and it can lead to a, and it can predict, sorry, adult onset diabetes. High triglycerides is usually an indicator that there's too much carbohydrate in the diet that isn't being processed, right? The optimal range for triglycerides is between 70 and 100 milligrams per deciliter. So this rant started about boilerplate medical practice ended up with cholesterol but since both stories are centered on cholesterol I had to go there bottom line be brave women be well-versed about your health always ask for copies of your blood work or other pertinent information they take for you from you and don't be afraid to ask why are you suggesting this what if we did this instead and is this my only option If you need help help making sense of your health numbers or health habits, take a look at the Power of 5 assessment on my website in the services or work with Greg category. It's a 45-minute review of your lifestyle habits, your health numbers if you've got them, and anything that's on your mind about those, your concerns about healthy aging. Are you doing enough? Are you doing what's right for you? We can get those questions answered. Thanks for listening as always, and be well till next time.